0: I wasn't planning to sit here today and complain about NBA officiating, but then again, the uh, entire basis of this program is me being an overly reactionary complainer. So uh, what the fuck, NBA officiating? (sighs) All of that and so much more on episode number 37 the only active NHL Hall of Famer in history and soon-to-be-five-time Selkie Award winner Patrice Bergeron episode of Complaints and Observations. The greatest podcast hosted by someone who knows so precious little about eh, almost everything. A journey into the mediocre mind of an exceptionally average person. This is Complaints and Observations. With Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? Happy Thursday. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for coming. Appreciate it. Come on in. Listen to. Listen to me uh, complain and observe. A very exciting day here on the show. As um, I hope you heard on Tuesday's episode, my uh, microphone broke. It was a tragic accident, a foolish accident, really, because uh, I'm an idiot but uh the little microphone that could is no more. So, uh I had to uh dip into uh the old savings account and purchase uh a new mic. Uh and quite frankly, it worked out pretty good. This thing is uh you know, it looks professional, which is nice. Um the downside is like I it's it's a stand like it has a stand and I have to play with it a little bit more. To get it uh, where I want it to be. But it fucking picks up everything. So my guess is that every creak and and knock from the chair that I'm sitting in. uh, Is going to come through. I hope not. Because I'm in a very quiet area. It's very quiet in the basement. Except for when the air conditioning kicks on. So it'll be very interesting to see how this plays out. So anyways I like it. And uh, the first thing I did when I. Uh, plugged it in, was I had to test it. So here's here's the test. It's the new microphone test. We're testing the new microphone. I'm singing the song. And it's something that rhymes with phone. That could be a, a smash hit. And I came up with that right off the top of my head. So an exceptionally talented person to come up with. What could be a smash single? Anyway, um. But look, honestly, uh, what the fuck was that last night? Uh, the Celtics lost double OT uh, to the Raptors. Now, look, Toronto's a good team. Like everybody knows, they're a good team, but the Celtics are a better team. And really, this, this series should have been over two games ago, but, you know, it is what it is. Here we are. And part of it is because everyone knows that the NBA wants seven-game series. But last night, that was outright corruption, and they should be ashamed. They won't be, but, you know, they should be. It's as if they don't have a massive fucking officiating problem in that league um, that they seem to ignore for some reason. I mean, uh, Tim Donaghy, that name comes up all the time for good reason. He got fired because he was, you know, essentially shaving points, uh, rigging games, essentially. I mean, it was. I don't think what he's doing is any different than what anybody else is doing. It's just that he got caught. He was too stupid and got caught. But, you know, his best friend, Scott Foster, still there. And he might not even be the most crooked of the fucking bunch. Tony brothers, the guy that was on the floor last night, that fucking guy. I mean, they, they you just can't fucking tell me that the league is not saying that, you know, they want to make sure this either not specifically, Hey, we want this to be seven games or it's, Hey, make this a close game. It's one of the two. And when you have like gamblers and fans, um, knowingly staying away from games, whether it's you know uh, a gambling thing or just watching, because they know how it's going to turn out. There's a problem. Yet you know, here's Adam Silver, who looks like it any minute could unzip his skin to reveal that he's a lizard man. Uh, copyright the Dan Levitard Show. Uh, he doesn't seem to actually give a shit. And for years this has been going on. It's plainly obvious to anybody with a functioning set of eyeballs. Yet here we are, having to deal with this bullshit yet again. And look, and I, and I'm, I'm almost certain that we're gonna have to deal with this bullshit again. Because I mean, wait, you know, we haven't even got to the conference final yet. I mean, there's still two series going on in the West. The only reason that the feet, the Heat won, and I think the Heat would have won anyway. I think the Heat had. They matched up great against the Bucs. And I think they would have won that series regardless. But I think the minute Giannis went down, they were like, all right, fuck it. Just let them play it out. Because there was no... You had no chance to get Giannis into the final, which is what they probably wanted. I just... I failed to see how... I don't, I don't want to use the word rig... Or say rigging games because I, I don't think that's what it is, but they're manipulating games. NBA officials have way too much fucking power. Way too much power. The play last night, um, when Kemba Walker went in for the layup, first and foremost, he was fouled probably twice on the layup. Second, uh, the scuffle for the ball you have um a guy from the Celtics, a guy from the Raptors hands on on the ball now for the you know for as long as i've known anything about basketball which is we're approaching 35 years or so when that happens that's a whistle and a jump ball it's been like that forever as long as i you know can remember but apparently Uh, The Toronto Raptors can call a timeout when they don't have the basketball. While the ball's on the floor. Apparently that's the new rule in the NBA is that the Toronto Raptors can get a timeout just whenever they fucking feel like it. And then you have fucking Nick Nurse who is literally on the fucking floor. He was standing in the corner And Jason Tatum absentmindedly threw the ball in his direction. Now, look, the fault lies on Jason Tatum for not recognizing that the short white man in all black was not Daniel Tice. But it's a tech every fucking day of the week. The guy is on the fucking court while there's while the fucking ball is in play. The, the, what, uh, the, 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 the Another problem I have is Brad Stevens did fucking nothing yesterday. How this guy... Get fucking tossed, dude. Make a fucking point. Show some fucking energy, man. Like, I need something out of this, dude. Something. You got Nick Nurse over there jumping on... Jumping into fucking plays. Yelling and screaming in the ref's ear every two seconds. And meanwhile... There's fucking Brad Stevens with his arms folded and his uh, buttoned up all the way polo shirt doing nothing. Now, look, he's obviously not doing nothing. That's not accurate, but he's doing very little. Oh, excuse me. That probably came through crystal clear. The snort right there. Huh? I apologize. But I need, I, I, show me some fucking life here, man. Give me something. It, it, and in hockey, you see it all the time, where post-game, you have coaches bitching about officiating. Next thing you know, that that coach's team is getting calls in the next game. That's basically how the Bruins lost the cup last year, was that fucking snake Craig Berube whining and complaining about his thug team not getting penalties. Next thing you know, fucking Blues are getting a shit ton of penalties. So it's it's frustrating because the Celtics got fucking screwed. You get to double overtime, and Kyle, Kyle Lowry all of a sudden becomes fucking Kobe Bryant and is hitting everything. Couldn't fucking miss in the, in the second overtime. But fuck that kid. You know what? Uh, fuck that kid. I'm sorry. Not a fan. Not a fan at all. He's a fucking snake. Don't like it. Uh, I mean, but again... Is manipulating these games simply to get... Is the is the NBA's only goal to get to seven games? Is that it? Because, I mean, if that's it, then what the fuck are we doing watching anything other than game seven each and every time? What's the point? If we all know that's the goal, why bother watching anything else? Pissed me right off. Not happy. Anywho, more NBA as the show tumbles into strictly sportsdom. Uh, There was a bubble violation yesterday. Daniel House Jr., uh, the Rockets' sixth man on a team that only plays eight guys, is currently, quote, under investigation, end quote, by the NBA. Which is just, it's funny, as if there's fucking like NBA cops. What the fuck would they do? Who are they, and what do they do? The NBA should have uh, cops on horseback in the bubble. (laughs) That should just be, I don't know why I find that amusing, but... uh, Cops on horseback, riding around the bubble. uh, You know, just sort of keeping an eye on things. I'm sure that would go over well. (laughs) But anyways uh apparently uh mr house uh, allegedly because he has denied it up and down allegedly uh allowed a female into his room now conflicting reports as to who this particular female was now a lot of things that i read this morning said that it was someone already in the bubble and that it was possibly someone who uh, was a part of the team that administered the COVID tests uh, to the players. If that now look, excuse me with the microphone there. Um, it leads me to a number of different questions as now his status for the remainder of the playoffs is another thing I read quote in jeopardy and quote all kinds of quotes, huh? There's a couple other quoting things that come up here, but it's funny. Uh, But the main question I have is how did they find out? Because I really hope that the bubble snitch line was utilized for this. I have been waiting patiently for a development like this to, to happen. And I really hope that's what it was. But how would that go? Yeah, hey, uh, is this the, um, bubble sni- I mean, I mean, um, reporting line? Uh, look, I don't want to sound petty or anything, but I'm pretty sure I just saw Daniel House take one of the COVID nurses into his room, and I don't think that's allowed. Um, yeah, Daniel House is his name, but his first name is spelled weird for some reason. It's still pronounced Daniel- why not just name him Daniel and save the guy the hassle of having to explain that for the rest of his life? I, it's weird. Uh-huh. I, yeah, anyway, uh, one of the nurses that tests us every day, she just went into his room. What? I, do you think that she's just testing him? Look, look. All I know is we were told no funny business was supposed to go on here. Wait, who? Who am I? Uh... This is, uh, uh J.R. Smith. Yep. J.R. Smith. What, what do you mean I don't sound like J.R.? Look, can't this be anonymous or something? <sighs> Fine. This, this is Alex Caruso. No, I, Alex Caruso. No, I'm a player. For the Lakers. What? Yes, I am. <sighs> the, the, the pasty bald guy. Okay? That's me. Do you believe me now? Fuck. Listen, just get Daniel House out of the play. I mean, get him to tell you who's in his room right now, okay? Bye. Some, uh, exclusive audio obtained by Complaints and Observations. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, anyways, look, how... If, if this is uh, one of the COVID nurses, how is this at all a problem? Like, they're both in the bubble as it is. And as long as they're both consenting, I don't really see an issue here. Daniel wants to get some on the side. And if it was somebody already in the bubble, he didn't endanger the sanctity of the bubble, if you will. Maybe the sanctity of a relationship outside of the bubble. But that's not uh, for us to discuss. I mean, if it was someone from outside the bubble, then he deserves everything that he gets. And I would assume that his teammates are fucking pissed off about it. and Rightfully so. Like, you know, you you play on a team that only plays fucking eight guys. Who are the first one off the bench. And now you don't, now you're not used. You know, you you can't play. So you've completely fucked your team. Look, the Rockets weren't going to fucking do anything anyway. How they're still in it, how they fucking beat uh, OKC, I can't figure out, but, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, a little fucking common sense, dude. I understand the need. I do, I get it. But it's kind of important. Like They're paying you millions of dollars to play basketball and to fucking stay out of trouble. Seems like a simple, reasonable request. But the NBA and their, quote, wives and girlfriends only, end quote, rule is fucking hilarious. That was another quote, end quote I told you about. Outside the bubble, I mean, it's fucking no holds barred for pro athletes. You would assume that a majority of the relationships that take place outside of the bubble, there's an understanding for pro athletes. Not just the NBA, but literally every fucking professional athlete. I mean, the only one who did it fucking right was Derek Jeter. That that guy. Ugly as fuck. And he managed to just slay broads all the time just because he was the shortstop. The mediocre shortstop. And I'll stand by that one. Mediocre shortstop for the New York Yankees. The captain, Derek Jeter. Fuck you. Anyways. In the NBA, it's like, at least right now, once you get to the magical Lake Buena Vista, no side pussy for you. So, uh, the a few other things I want to talk about. I, I'm getting away from sports because, again, do not want to make this a very sports-centric program, but, you know, it is what it is. So one of the things I wanted to talk about was the, my ongoing job hunt, a boring conversation for literally anybody, but this particular story is something that I needed to get off my chest. So uh, I whined a little bit about it the other day. It is what it is. This is a little bit different. So look, given that because of my, because of my unemployment, this whole thing really came to be, so it just sort of makes sense to talk about it in some way. Uh, so thus far, here we are now on the the 10th of September, which, by the way, because I didn't mention the date in the beginning of the show, hmm, why didn't I do that, I always do, weird, anyways, today, September 10th, is my brother's birthday, uh, my brother Jack turns 40 today, wow, what a shitty brother I am, huh, holy fuck, oh, that's terrible, David, God, anyways, uh, happy birthday, Jack. Uh, welcome to your 40s. Uh, It's all downhill from here. Uh, Anywho, where was I? So, okay, here it is now, the 10th of September. I was um, uh, separated from my employment on the 1st of May. So it's been a little more than four months now. Jesus fuck. I've thus far inquired uh, to over uh, 300 uh, job openings, postings, what have you, and have really only received like one solid uh, that I would, I would say solid opportunity where I was uh, amongst the, at least that I knew of amongst the final, um, you know, uh, applicants for the role. So one in four plus months. Currently I'm in the, very early stages of a very intriguing opportunity that may or may not come to be. But the thought of it does make me a bit giddy, if I'm being honest. So uh, it would be for a really fun company to work with. And I already like them. But So I'll, I'll just leave them at that. But I'm hoping that things sort of... It's not much. It's, you know, more of like a side thing than anything else. But I'm I'm intrigued by it. So fingers crossed. Should know more next week. Looking forward to it. Um I try to apply for positions that I know I'm qualified for. So it's mainly things that are in my general purview, sales, account management. Uh you know, customer service, I guess, you know, for the real shitty jobs. I haven't applied to too many customer service roles, customer success manager, which is like a new fucking name for customer service which you know been a couple that i've applied for for companies that i think would be decent to work for but nothing really solid uh there have been a few others that i know full well i wouldn't get uh but i've submitted my interest and in a couple of cases expressed that interest beyond the standard resume Uh, ultimately to no avail but you know it is what it is it's just that's the time that we're currently living in i'm one of Millions of people going through the same exact fucking thing. Anywho. I applied recently for an account sales manager role. And I've applied to this company on more than one occasion. This company is a locally based alcohol delivery company. I refuse to recognize them on my show as you will fucking hear in this story. The last time I applied was about three weeks ago on uh, the 18th of August. I heard back from one of their, quote, talent managers, end quote, on the 31st. Calling recruiters talent managers is fucking stupid. But What do I know? I'm just a fat, unemployed douchebag behind a microphone, right? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, this person... Let me know, hey, um, we'd love to talk to you. But they said that they'd be out of the office for a couple of weeks. So the interview was going to be scheduled on the first available day, which happened to be September 21st. So now we're roughly three weeks from uh, the date of the, you know, the, the communication to the interview. I thought it was odd. But, you know, whatever. At this point, I'm taking whatever interviews I can. One, because I want to work, and two, because interviews are good. I think they're good for you. They help you sort of prepare. And it's a a sales opportunity You sell yourself. As much as I hate the product that I'm selling in this particular case, uh, it's an opportunity to to sell yourself. Yesterday, I get a follow-up email from this person telling me that they are now canceling the interview as they've offered the role to other people. Really? What the fuck is that about? I, I, I was taken aback. They start the email with, quote... I hope you're having a great week. End quote. I mean, no, but now it's going. You're going to make it way fucking worse. Thank you very much. After that, this this bothered me almost as much as the fact that this is so fucking stupid. But after that, it was a massive run-on sentence of horrific grammar and word vomit uh, to explain and apologize for basically working. Uh, with a team that doesn't seem to know what the fuck they're doing or that they really give a fuck about people that are struggling to find a job. Now, again, I understand the situation where the company is probably casting a very wide net. But to me, it's like, okay, you're in talent management. Your job is to procure talent for your company. That is not to say that the person speaking to you currently has any talent. However, you've taken the step, the step with a P at the end, stupid, to extend an invitation to to talk to someone who is interested in your company. Now, common sense, at least common sense to me would say, look, uh, I've already set up this interview with this person. Clearly, I have somewhat of an interest in, you know, having them work for the company. Why don't I talk to them? And if it doesn't work, then send them an email saying, hey, uh, it doesn't work. Perfectly logical and reasonable. Fuck, who knows? We could have a conversation. I could blow you out of the fucking water with every beautiful word that came out of my stupid mouth. But no. No. Uh, that's not what they chose to do here. How the fuck can a large company like this pull a fucking stunt? Like this. Especially now. Like how the fuck does that happen? How fucking clueless can you be. To schedule an interview with somebody. Cancel the interview. Without. you know Any sort of real reason. Look yeah okay you don't have that role available. But who's this fucking. I know for a fact a fact that this company has some serious fucking turnover because they're kind of shitty, and I knew that before I even applied for this job, but again, I'm unemployed, so you kind of take what you can get. So my assumption is that in a couple of weeks, I'm going to see this exact same job posting again. I mean, I may apply for it, hopefully get a fucking... Uh, response, and then tell the girl to fuck off. Oops, tell the person to fuck off. Just trying to keep it, uh, you know, gender neutral here. Cat's out of the bag. Meow. But then, like, the person fucking... The email concludes with this fucking garbage line. Quote. Best of luck in your search. And I hope you're continuing to stay safe, healthy, and positive amidst these tumultuous times, end quote. These tumultuous times. This fucking idiot couldn't find a, a space for a comma or a proper space for a comma earlier in the email, and she's using the word tumultuous to close close the email. I mean, when I tell you that this is a fucking run-on, this is a fucking run-on, and it drives me Bananas. Putting a comma before the word and. You don't do that. You don't fucking do that. Stop doing that. You can do it sometimes, but it's not, you don't do it all the time. When you're connecting two things, that's what the word and is for. It's not a pause, that's the comma is for. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Fuck. God. Tumultuous times. Fuck off. I'm still fried about this a day later. I'm sure you can tell. It just makes me really fucking angry that... that, uh, You know, uh, this is how people are treated. The, The Again, the just massive lack of empathy on... A number of different levels. It really would not have been that difficult... To to call Like They have my phone number Pick up the phone Give me a call I would be less pissed off about it Than getting the uh, Grammatically poor email Saying yeah we don't know what we're doing So we, we're gonna hire other people And uh, cancel this interview for you Get the fuck out of here Uh that was uh yeah, that was something, huh? How'd you enjoy that story? You probably didn't, but that's cool. I get it um, a couple other things that I wanted to briefly touch on. I have a fucking headache, Good Lord, oh man. Too much caffeine. This fucking Death Wish coffee, I think it just gives me headaches. I'm going to stop using it. I'm going to get some other coffee. Um, I'm sure you saw the pictures yesterday of San Francisco. Holy fuck. Isn't that crazy? So I said the other day, uh, California is on fire, and I'm not wrong. The uh, the air quality in, in California is just gross because three quarters of the fucking state is on fire. My thing is that I don't understand the appeal of living. Oh, excuse me. In what amounts to a dry, uh, year round sauna, on top of a massive sleeping fault line that we keep hearing is is ready to awaken at any time now. I don't see the appeal. California's a weird place. There's a ton of fucking people. Like, way too many fucking people. I was complaining the other day when I was driving that there are way too many fucking people around here. And I'm right. But there are way more in the greater Los Angeles area. And I mentioned the gender reveal party thing. Basically, causing a fucking shitstorm. Uh, and a fire, but you know, the, the fires that are in Northern California are just the standard seem to be standard, uh, every year now around this time, uh, everything's so fucking dry. Somebody lights something on fire and sure enough, next thing you know, you're just burning tens of thousands of acres at some point they're going to run out of fucking trees to burn. Because that's how many fucking fires. I mean, I saw a bunch of videos yesterday. I saw a video from on the on the gram um, from Rob Flynn, who happens to be uh, the uh, lead singer and, and guitarist for the outstanding metal band Machine Head. If you like metal, you should listen to them. They are terrific. Big big fan. Anyways, Rob was uh, he lives uh, outside of Oakland, and he posted a video uh, outside and it just. His fucking car is covered in ash. Ash is fucking everywhere. And it, and it was orange outside. I mean, that's ghastly. Imagine, imagine waking up to that. You look outside and it's fucking 8.30 in the morning and it's orange. And the streetlights are on because it's so dark. because There's no sun. The sun can't get through the fucking smoke. And the air quality is shit. The air quality is shit to begin with. Now it's doubly shit. But holy fuck, those pictures were crazy. I didn't like them. It was I wasn't very uh, I don't know. It was just odd. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Um, as we are uh, politically agnostic here on complaints and observations. Um, the the, uh, the president is saying more stuff again that he really shouldn't be saying. But the thing that really got me was uh, this morning he tweets unprompted that uh, he was telling us that Kim Jong-un is healthy. Don't underestimate him. Oh, okay. Well, thanks, I guess, for the update. I mean, what, what what's the point? You know, and, and they share love letters. Essentially, what 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 is the attraction to this guy? It, you can understand cozying up to to Vladimir Putin. You can kind of understand that he owns a he controls owns he controls a vast uh, swath of land. A lot of which is on top of uh, you know a variety of different. Um, you know, precious gem mines and uh, oil wells. And uh, there's a lot of fucking people there. So you can understand that. I mean, for a guy like like the president who, you know, claims to be a successful business owner, it's, uh, it's a reasonably decent partner to have when you're hoping to expand your real estate empire. I get it. It is what it is. I understand that. I mean, granted, there's a whole lot more to that. But what what is the appeal... Of this guy, of of Kim Jong Un, what is the appeal there? What makes our president uh, so infatuated with this kid? And he's, you know, he is a kid. I think he's probably my age. So guess what? I can I can say that. Um, but yeah, I don't get it. He is literally a dictator, ruling over an oppressed people. But apparently having him as a, as a buddy is a good idea. You can maintain good diplomatic relationship without singing his fucking praises and updating Twitter on his health when nobody asked for it. It just kind of goes back to the whole questioning of, the, of of what the fuck is going on between this dude's ears. I mean, I could spend all day complaining about the guy It ultimately doesn't do anybody any good, mainly because nobody gives a fuck. But it's shit like this that really, I, I just cannot fucking wrap my head around. Yet, uh, apparently, you know, his uh, his base does not see this as a problem. I mean, is it is it like the worst problem? I guess not. But I mean, is it at all good? No, it's it's not. Like, this is not shit you should be doing. Oof, man. Yeah, I don't understand it. At all. And again, like, I could keep going. I'm not going to. It does not serve my best interest as a podcast host, especially in this neck of the woods. Where, where where I'm moving is like may as well be fucking Alabama. Not to say that everybody in Alabama or where I'm moving uh, feels, you know, as if the president walks on water, but it's a lot of them. So, yeah, that's exciting. That should be fun. That should be fun. Looking forward to it. It's time for the Lock of the Week. Yo, babe, Scott Banksley here. Thanks for having me on last night. And, yeah, that week cookie was bong, so I know you're mad jelly. So here's the deal. Went over some more lines. I already gave a couple of really hot cakes for tomorrow. I mean, for Thursday and Sunday. I got two more for you. Real hot here. Right off the press. So Raiders minus three. Take it. Boom. Also, you feeling it? Like I was saying last night, Arizona plus seven. That team is way better than you thought. And you know what? If you can even bet with your friends, I'll give you a bonus bet right here. Me whooping on that fucking guy broadly in fantasy football. What a loser. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Everybody's... Favorite segment, Lock of the Week. <clears throat> Thank you once again, Scott Banksley. Uh, Raiders minus three. Arizona Cardinals plus seven. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, I don't hate the Cardinals, but the Raiders, I am on the fence. I am a solid fence-sitter about the Raiders. Uh, Banksley is way down. On Carolina. Like way, way down on Carolina. I am not nearly as down on Carolina as he is. I I like Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's a good quarterback. Uh, they have what who could be the best all-around player in football, in Christian McCaffrey. So as long as he stays healthy, they have a shot to win every fucking game. Their receiving core, wildly underrated. Chris Samuel, DJ Moore, in other guys who I can't remember off the top of my head, but wildly underrated. Their defense probably not good, but they have a new coach, Matt Rule, who came from Baylor, and all Baylor did was fucking score a shit ton of points. Now look, college football way different. Every defense in college football, with the exception of the SEC, is trash. So it you know, I am not so down on Carolina as as Banksley is like not at all. I think they're going to be okay. Do I think they're going to be a fucking world beater? No, but could they be an eight and eight, nine and seven team? Absolutely, absolutely. It's going to be tough in that division, but uh, but they could very well be eight and eight. Wouldn't surprise me one bit. So uh, hopefully, you guys got a chance to listen to the NFL preview show that I put out yesterday. Unfortunately, it is in two parts. I apologize. Uh, the podcast host here is just dog shit. They essentially make it so that you have to use their recording tools. You can't just record and then post uh, post an episode. They don't really let you. It's kind of shitty. I should think about moving elsewhere. Uh, but that's a lot of work. And uh, do I want to do that? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but if you did, thank you. I appreciate it. You would have heard uh, the best bets for the week. Um, Banksley has the Chiefs tonight at minus nine. Uh, Jackie Fraudley Jr. He has the Titans uh, Monday night against the Broncos as a pick'em. I like that game. Uh, I like the under. In that game I really like the under in that game mainly because uh Colorado is a fucking uh, hellscape as well right now just like California so it would not shock me one bit if um you know it, it's going to be tough for some of these teams to play so I like the under I'm trying to get the under the number for you just so I don't uh, sound like a fucking idiot but uh the number is kind of low. It's at 40 and a half, but I kind of like the under. And that's at even money. Um and the Titans, the Titans number has already moved to minus 2. Oosh, yikes. Um I my best bet, I like the Cowboys minus 3. I think they're going to go into LA and fucking roll. Roll this Rams team who I Look, their defense is okay. They they have they have probably the best defensive player in football, and Aaron Donald, who is a fucking monster. That kid is. Whew, that kid is awesome. But the Cowboys have a top five offensive line, so I think they're going to be able to kind of keep him in check. Uh, I think Dak Prescott's going to be able to move around the pocket a little bit. They have a ton of receivers. I'm so curious to see what they do with CD Lamb. I I am looking forward to that. The Cowboys can win 12 games here, folks. Get pissed off all you want, but that team's for fucking real. They're going to steamroll that division. Uh, And, you know, again, my pick to get to the Super Bowl out of the NFC, the Dallas Cowboys, I think they're going to lose, though, to the Chiefs, unfortunately. I think the Chiefs are going to win again. But my best bet of the week, the Dallas Cowboys, looking forward to that. That should be a good game on Sunday night. Lots of good games here this weekend. Very exciting. Uh tonight, boy, oh, that line's already moved tonight. It's already at 10. Boy, oh boy. Chiefs minus 10 even money. Whew. Yikes. Uh the Patriots, of course. I think they win. I think it's going to be tough. I think Miami covers. I think the Patriots win though. I think it's like a 20 to 17 game or something because it's going to be a slog. One of the things that we talked about Uh, on the previous show yesterday was uh, we we all like these these unders. I really think that all these teams are going to come out and struggle on both sides of the football. I think there's going to be a ton of turnovers uh, and I think it's going to be tough for for teams to score. I think you're going to see a lot of field goals this weekend Uh, and maybe even next week. You know, it could be a while before you actually see these guys actually get into some sort of rhythm Um, that's if they're not, you know, all stricken with COVID, but you know, thus far, the NFL has been pretty clean with it. So as long as these guys keep doing what they've been doing, hopefully we get through an entire football season. That would be nice. The last thing I want to see is something weird, like one team, uh, get completely stricken by this thing and it completely throws, uh, the whole fucking season into a, into a tizzy. But they'll never shut down the season. Never. There's just no fucking way. Unless there's a a massive outbreak that affects more than, say, three teams. I think they'll just keep pushing this shit back. Push it back, push it back, push it back. But they won't flat out cancel the season. Of all the four major sports, the one league that's going to push through this thing it's the fucking NFL because they know full well that the ratings and the money is going to be there no matter what they do the league really should have thought about doing like a league wide bye week in the middle of the season you know like just put the kibosh on it reset see where everybody is and then you know week 9 everybody go again I think that would have been prudent especially this season so um, the lock of the week and the best bets, we're going to keep track of, of both. I mean, obviously the lock of the week's just a fun thing, but the best bet, that's going to be uh, a competition between, uh, myself, Banksley, and Fraudley, uh, winner take all. We haven't put any uh, monetary value on that yet, but, uh, hopefully that'll be something we talk about because I, uh, would look forward to taking some money from these two fucking dummies. Um, but yeah, that's it. So football tonight, very fucking excited. Um, looking forward to that. That should be fun. Hopefully the rest of you are somewhat excited for football because I know I am. It's good. But that'll do it for the show. Um, enjoy your weekend, please. Um, I've got some shit to do this weekend. Looking forward to it. I'm looking for, Again, looking forward to Sunday. We're going to, seeing as we can't go to the game, Uh, we're going to tailgate uh, at my brother's house, watch the game. So that should be fun. And we're going to try to do this for all the home games this year. So uh, switching between my brother's place and our new place, um, that should be good. should be fun. You know, obviously not the same, but, you know, it is what it is. What can you do? But uh, look, enjoy your weekends. Please stay safe. I implore you um but look take care of yourself take care of each other godspeed and until next week ta-ta